Romans fifteen fourteen through 21. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, we are... In Romans 15 today, and um, this is Jeremy Brooks here with Will Carlisle, and I'm grateful to be here. I love, I love this chapter. Um, the end of Romans is it's just such an interesting thing to read. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the kind of the the, the last words yeah, that Paul is writing, ramping down from yeah. this insane treatise. Of I mean, yeah, theology, uh, strong, you know, civil discourse of how to live as a Christian, right. It's amazing. And, and, and one of the things that is, yeah, it's just so helpful. And to that point is like, yeah, we're talking about like a scenario where there's, there's Jews, you know, there's, there's people who, um, have, have known about the promises of God and yeah. known about the forefathers and all those kinds of things. And then there's Gentiles also in this church. There's, there's people who are, as Ephesians puts it, we're, we're outside of the promise yeah. we're, and but are now being included. And so, you would think, yeah, that's going to create some interesting social mm-hmm. <laughs> scenarios. And so this kind of letter is so needed. Um, but where we come to today is is a very interesting part of Romans 15 because he's, he's kind of uh, just giving some clarity mm-hmm. as to what he's trying to do, what, yeah. he, what Paul's been up to, kind of like giving us a little insight into just like the mission of God. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything from this little section from Romans 15, though, that stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think probably what, what jumps out the most to me and, and to most people would be this section in verse 20 where it says, Thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's actually easy to kind of misunderstand this, and um, especially if you kind of tend to be, really zealous on the, on the missional side. Like, Mm. I don't, I don't think what Paul is saying here is like, it's wrong. Like where my mind automatically goes is like, yeah, like, you know, don't preach the gospel to people who are already surrounded by it. Like go out there. And so then, you know, like you can kind of jump to this like conclusion 
where, you know, churches in the suburbs and like suburban Christians and like Christians that go to Christian schools and whatever are all like sinful Mm -hmm. because we need to name Christ where he hasn't been named. But I think Paul's talking more about like his personal mission Mm -hmm. because we do know from Acts and elsewhere in the New Testament, like Peter, you know, and all several other of these believers primarily have a ministry to the Jews and, and to Jewish believers. And so I think it's great here to see Paul's heart. And I think we should draw from that and be inspired by that, that we too should be people who desire to see Christ named where he has not been named. But I also don't think we should miss, you know, he is talking like this is not negating, like being faithful among people who have already heard or received the gospel. Mm. And so that's just kind of like the first thing that comes to mind for me. And I think that's a good word and just a, it's just a great reminder that like it's the mission of God. And so God has different roles for different people. Totally. And if you just follow the history of Paul and his salvation, like it's, I mean, even like what he's talking about here is kind of like included in when Christ called him, it's like, you're going to be used to advance this ministry actually in an opposite way from what you were doing. Mm-hmm. The gospel was spreading and you were stopping it. Mm-hmm. And then God, saves him and actually commissions him to take the gospel further yeah. than it was going like yeah. and that's just so amazing but but yeah to your point like that is that is what Paul has been called to do he's been called to to go to the places and leave guys like Timothy where the church already is mm-hmm. to pastor and to shepherd and to raise up elders same thing with Titus mm-hmm. right Titus is called to do that yeah but Paul is kind of going he's sowing these gospel seeds in places where the gospel is not. Um, And that should lead to the growth of churches in those places. Otherwise, who who can continue the ministry there? Because it's kind of weird for him to say something like um, that uh, I've fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. Like typically we might think that it means everyone there has been evangelized. Everyone there is a Christian. But like that's most certainly not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what happened? Well, he must have like, brought he he kind of came as this like person with good news how beautiful are the feet of those who proclaim good news he came with this pronouncement that like jesus is lord jesus is risen he died for our sins and and we can have life eternally in him that message was planted people believed and the church started there and he'll come back probably if Mm -hmm. he lord willing because he always does to strengthen those believers but He's, he's continuing to advance this mission. Yeah, and to your point, you know, in, in Corinthians, Paul, 1 Corinthians, he, he addressed, I think 1 Corinthians, he addresses the tension between sort of the disciples of Paul and disciples of Apollos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he talks about how he planted, Apollos watered, but God gave growth. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, this is this is part of Paul's unique calling. You know, mm-hmm. there there are people who are planters, there are people who are waterers. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you know, as Paul says, neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but just God who gives growth. You know, all all glory belongs to God in this process. And Paul actually resonates with that also here, and that he talks about how he's. In Christ Jesus, I have, this is verse 17, in Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work for God. And it's interesting, like Paul, 
it, this is kind of like a helpful model and window into mm-hmm. the heart of a, a minister. Like he's not like, Oh, you know, he's not downplaying or kind of like having this like false modesty about him or whatever. But there's a true sense of like fulfillment mm. and, and joy and, and this like godly pride in a sense mm-hmm. that fills his heart when he sees his sons and daughters in the faith. And that is all rooted in knowing that it is all because of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. him and purely because God has used him as a vessel, as an instrument. And that's what he really clearly articulates here. And I don't know, that's just kind of like another little helpful tidbit is, is that, you know, there is this like godly sense of of fulfillment and joy that we can get where we can be proud of something that God is doing through us while also knowing that, you know, Paul's, heart he he views himself as the the chief of sinners and the least mm. of the saints and so this isn't like uh oh yeah like look at all the great things i'm doing for god but you know it's coming from like a like man the lord is using me to to do these things mm-hmm. and so yeah it, this is just kind of like a helpful glimpse into what's going on in paul's heart as he's doing these missionary journeys yeah that that is so good and that can be often neglected you know we focus on the the external of like what's actually happening um yeah. you know jason one time talked about pride in the godly sense mm-hmm. and he used just the analogy of when he sees you know his son uh you know being obedient and listening and yeah. protecting and caring for his sister and yeah um, and his younger brother and you know just kind of doing what he's been created to do mm-hmm. it's right to have a sense of pride in that to say Absolutely. like yes this is good and yeah i'm celebrating this and 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 so in the same way i think that's what paul's doing because yeah this is right and, and it's what pleases god and that maybe to kind of bring us down the last thing that stood out to me in verse 16 you know he's been, the grace of god's been given to him to be a minister of christ jesus to the gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of god mm so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. And, and so he has, he has the, the pleasing of God in mind here. He's proud of what pleases God, and that is that, that worship would be given to him. Absolutely. Um, that worship would be given to God, that it would be acceptable, that it would be sanctified. And, um, and, and he's proud that that's happening. And that's just a great reminder that at the end of the day, all of these things are really about the worship of God. Absolutely. (laughs) And we see that that's what he was after as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So may we be uh, worshiping him as well and going about this day, uh, just thinking about his grace in our life, Mm -hmm. his son, Jesus, the glory that he's due um, and that he should have grace on us to help us not worship lesser things, but to worship him. Amen. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.